Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manoui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Height. I'm your Game Master, and this is Episode 18. Our recap will be done by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Dr. Margaret Evans. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? Uh, dear Mr. Jadick, I, I must say that these last couple of weeks have been rather trying for me and have ended in what I would deem an unsatisfactory manner. It seems like everybody says that the person who is keeping me and my associates hostage for the last two and a half weeks is now considered the victim in the whole situation. And if I could take those reporters and they could sit in that cage and listen as that monster pulled Chuck apart for its experiment. If they could be there when her strange associates kept bringing her more and more horrible things for her to test. And just her casual manner at that horrific monstrosity that destroyed Don Biozyme that seems to have Dr. Flores so fascinated. I just... She's not the victim. No, she wanted all that to happen. She encouraged it to happen. And I'm sure she would be hap hap happy to force it on the world. It's just so unacceptable. But at least we're out and we can go up to Canada to put a stop to this once and for all. All right. Cool. Yeah, not so much to recap. <laughs> Got out of the cave. Hey, Brian. All right. So let's say you are you're still in San Damiel. Your flight leaves tomorrow. Um, and let's give the date as the current date is August twenty seventh. What would you guys like to do in preparation? Uh, I was going to go to the library and check out like uh, the Wall Street Journal and other business uh, papers and do some research on the New World Industries and uh, in the, that's about it. And on the city of Toronto. Never been there. So. Okay. There is actually a whole section in here just on things about Toronto, <laughs> but I didn't figure anybody yeah. would ask. <laughs> so. Most likely where the business park is and, and all to find where, where they're, where they're, we believe they're working out of. Okay. Um, well, the first thing that you, you come to realize is that uh, New World Industries is a privately owned company. Uh, that they are in the uh, in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, and that there's most of what they're doing is not publicized. Um, a couple of institutions have covertly tried to calculate it. They think they're probably uh, a six billion dollar company easily. Uh, Lars Pharmaceuticals is about a two and a half billion dollar company. That is, of course, 
uh, publicly traded. Um, uh, Lars Pharmaceutical, uh, Lars, I'm sorry, Larson Pharmaceuticals, not Lars. Larson Pharmaceuticals uh, is publicly traded. Uh, a little more than half is owned by NWI. So they have the controlling stock. Right. Um, the rest of it is publicly traded. Um, uh, Toronto is nice. They're having a heat wave. What sort of what sort of stuff did you want to look at about Toronto? I mean, I've got just Toronto stuff. I'm mostly looking to you know, hey, where where we believe the the business park is? Do they have a science uh, science park? You know, where because since we think we're going to investigate where the scientists went to. Well, there's. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's a regular city. It's, it's on Lake Ontario. Um, there's a park. There's a museum. University of Toronto. Um, what you'd expect from any major city? Okay. I wanted to see if I could look up if there's been a decrease in the homeless population. Um, well, you find articles, but you can't really discern one way or the other whether whether there really is or not or whether it's just speculation um there definitely seems to be one in san damiel you were looking at homeless decreases in toronto dr carlisle yeah i was looking to see if the the homeless population decreased in toronto in the last two months or so we haven't been there yet so no, but we're doing research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haven't released anything in the vault. Give it a couple of days. We'll be on it. Um, I mean, there's, there's, it fluctuates up and down. Um, and of course, it's a big city. So you're going to find all of the, uh, you know, missing persons that you, that you want to find in a major city. You don't know if they have any relationship to anything that's going on. Right. Do you remember why you're going up there? That's where uh, that doctor went to that uh, Dr. Flores pressed really hard when we're at the uh, Don Biozine. Finlay. And also, what's the name of the company that he was sending mother's milk to? It was New World Industries, wasn't it? Or was it a... I thought there was some other thing that had a Frenchy name. But I could be... Rod Mersham. Rod Mersham. Rod Mersham, as we we specifically know, is here. Right. Yeah. And that that was located in Toronto. And that is is controlling interest owned by New World Industries, right? Uh, That one is owned mostly by... It's it's owned by uh, Larson Pharmaceuticals. It's owned by Larson. Larson's run by NWI. Um, none of us have particularly impressive computer skills, I'm afraid, to see if yeah. there's anything on the nascent internet about. Uh, I've got, I've got some. Because there is, there is, you know, DARPA is up and running, um, and has their public, you know, email addresses available, and this printout from New World Industries suggests that they have some kind of online presence. So maybe while we were recuperating, you could look into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can find. All right. 
uh, what you would find in that case is uh, you have to have a private connection in order to get into New World Industries. Uh, but Don Biazine was definitely connected. And who knows what other groups are also connected into that. Um, you find some information on Rothmersham. All shares are privately held by scientist entrepreneur, Dr. Lars Rothmersham and his silent par partner, Larson Pharmaceuticals. Rothschild Limited is known for its research, development, and production of antipsychotic and mood-stabilizing drugs and for analoxic remedies similar to Buspirone and relieve, which relieve anxiety with reduced physical side effects. The company had gross receipts of 68 million Canadian dollars in the previous year, an amount expected to grow by about 20% this year. Profits are unknown, but potentially substantial. The financial connection with Larson Pharmaceuticals appears to be straightforward term notes in exchange for first option development rights and lowered royalties on specified research products if successful. The corporate director is Dr. Lars Rothersholm. Facility director is Magnus Glansundy and research director, Dr. Bryce Codgehill. Wow, 68 million Canadian. That's a couple hundred dollars U.S. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, 20% is huge. And other than obviously Lars Rothmersham, uh, one of those names on there, Dr. Codgehill, was in contact with Lindsay. Yeah. Very cordially. Mm -hmm. Uh do we, is there any public background on any of the three? Glenn Sandy, Rothmersham, or Codgill? Um, well, nothing that I have for you, but there's probably information on, on Lars Rothmersham, especially. Um, Dr. Codgill is director of research, so he's probably just got some college, university background and stuff like that. Right. Um, so anything has, else you wanted? has Full Wilderness been in touch with uh, Rothmersham Company about our coming visit? We don't have, I guess, the purchasing power that we had at Dawn Biozyme, where we can say we're inspecting it for corporate whatever. Um, do we have a PR flag who's covering why we want to talk to them? Well, let's say uh, that that's what you would like to do. Um, um, you get a report. Okay, uh, Doc, uh, Robert, uh, uh, Roger Slakes. Mm -hmm. um, so, guys, here's, here's the deal. Uh, I've got you a, a, a tour of Rothmersham, similar to your tour. That'll be the uh, day after you arrive. And um, they weren't exactly forthcoming uh, when we mentioned, you know, full wilderness. That kind of bent their arm a little bit. I spoke with a, a Dr. Codgill about it. Uh, he was reluctant at first, but he's finally agreed. Uh, he said he'll probably, he probably won't be available, but he will have um, the facility director 
show you around. That's Magnus? That's, uh, yes, That's good. Magnus. This Dr. Rothersham, is he a Canadian national or is he... I don't actually know Lar with a name like Lars. He's probably Scandinavian. Okay. So, right. anything else you want to do before your trip tomorrow morning? What are the gun laws like in Canada in 1991? I don't know. More lax than they are now. Right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I wonder if they sell to foreigners or not. We could figure that out later. Is there any guys that we could go up as a hunting party or would that we want to do some recreational hunting while we're up there and put in for some type of temporary I don't I, Yeah. You're trying to figure out a way to you that you can obtain weapons. Correct. Without you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, think a, I think a moose would fit really well in my like a, a moose head would fit really well in my office wall. <laughs> Take up half your office, but <laughs> I mean that's what the moose is probably thinking about a human being too. <laughs> Pretty close. Have any of you ever say I've actually seen a moose up close? I mean, huge. It's the largest of all the deer family. Yeah, the first first time I saw one in Colorado, I was duly intimidated. I was told if you're ever walking up in the woods and you meet one, you just run for your life in in the other direction and hope it doesn't wander in your direction because they're extremely aggressive. That's the it's the one animal that you want to run into when you're driving like a Prius or something, because then you'll just go under it. Ah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's see. Uh, One last thing. With Now that we know about some books, is there like a copy of like the Vermis Mysteries that's like an English translation? Um. Uh, Probably not anywhere nearby. Okay. Uh, Miskatonic University might have one. It would be in their restricted section. Um, uh, the Bibliothèque Nationale de Paris probably has one, but uh, maybe even in French. But yeah, it's not something that you can get your hands on very easily. Granted, French might be easier to. Translate them one. Right, but we don't have we don't have the time to go yeah. right. Yeah. Heather and I are still working on it. There's been yeah. some progress. Has, yeah. uh, has there been any progress? Uh, should I roll for any progress on the passage that struck me as spell looking? Um, not yet. It's only been a few hours. Well, it's been two weeks. But I guess it has been two weeks. But a lot of that was just margaritas and good yeah. food. And being in wide open spaces. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And showering a lot. Wait, should we... Did any of us come down with a case of uh, agoraphobia? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, then. If you want a gun, do a luck roll. 
And if you pass, then you've managed to put the paperwork and everything into order so that she'll have it with you and be able to take it with you. Because I don't know the answer. Uh, Tom, being that um, Ethan has always been a pacifist, remember, he really wouldn't use guns. Uh, would he be able to, since he's also a doctor, would he be able to put in or even travel with his tranquilizer rifle? Yeah. I mean, it's a medical equipment. I'm sure he could, especially with Don Biozine, would probably be able to fast track the paperwork for that. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. You can't like carry it in the airplane with you. No, no, there would be in yeah. you know stored in luggage. That's the only thing that I would want anyway. I'm not applying for a gun. Well, I'm not sure that that's restricted anyway. But customs uh, when you get there, yeah, I, th I think that that would be reasonable that you could. Do that, that that's the only thing that I would want. I would besides you know clothing and the such. That's the only thing I would request to bring. Yeah, you can still bring any equipment that you might need. In fact, I want to ha have a, a rifle and a handgun version of it. All right. Well, do this. Do a, just do a luck roll for the handgun. Okay. Because I think rifles you would be able to get away with without any trouble. 57 out of 62. Yeah, just. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, being that I'm a doctor of veterinary science, I assume it would be considered equipment and not even... A firearm, per se? It would still have to be registered. And everything. Registered? Okay. All right. Yeah. If not, I, I just figured to have an extra one to give to somebody in the group if we do run into danger. That, that's my thinking. Okay. I definitely am averse to entering caves unarmed in the future, but I'm going to uh, wait until we... I'm not going to try to fly with anything, so I will do a luck roll once we've... Okay. We're going to want other equipment <clears throat> when we're there anyway, I'm sure. We'll be buying some more black gloves and nitrile gloves and mm -hmm. eye protection and <laughs> bear spray. Other, other hopeful things. That's right. Lots and lots of bear spray. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, you will be staying at the Sutton Palace Hotel, which is an excellent hotel. Ooh. Uh, it's at 955 Bay Street in Toronto. Uh, it's a 33-floor high building. Uh, it's got 208 guest rooms, 72 luxury suites, a fitness center, a beauty salon, gift and new shops, ballrooms, conference centers, lounges. It's a big hotel it's an, and an award-winning restaurant. What's the restaurant called? Um... Award winner. <laughs> oh, wow. They're hopeful. They are just <laughs> call it as they see it. <laughs> Same type of person who named their kid champion. That's right. All right. Yeah. All right. So anything else this, this evening before you leave? Any other research you want to do? Not that I can think of. Okay. So the next morning comes and your, uh, your shuttle uh, takes you off to the San Daniel Airport, um, which I think I had a name for it, but uh, I'm not going to try to look it up. Uh, you fly out. You, you end up in the Ontario Airport. Um, 
which then uh, you have to get a shuttle uh, to your hotel room, which is pretty expensive. And uh, the temperature up there is stifling. It's very hot. And nobody has air conditioning in their cars. So the trip to your hotel is really uncomfortable. Oh. Great. Hopefully the hotel's got air conditioning. I'm glad yeah. I got my cheap clothes. You arrive, um, and everything is put in order. Uh, there is a note uh, at the desk for you that tells you that you're, uh, you're scheduled uh, for a, a tour of uh, Rothmarsham Limited at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, the following day. Uh, it is only about uh, 12.30 in the afternoon at this point. Um, but as you, uh, as you get off the uh, airplane and you're walking, well, no, as you're walking into your hotel, um, everybody do a spot hidden. Fourteen. I can see anything. Ninety-one. I walked into the glass door. Ninety-eight. I walked into the steel frame of the glass door. <laughs> I successfully observe people walking into things. Yeah, that's what I said. I did. I was like, ooh. <laughs> well, David, you happen to notice a newspaper, the Toronto Star, and you read this on the front cover. Okay, hot and sunny. High 32C. We're going to have to do a lot of translation. That's hot. Police baffled by a Toronto Ripper. Third body found. The mutilated body of Russell Simmons, age 20, or Simons, age 25 was discovered early this morning in Toronto on Dundas Street near Spadina. The body had been badly slashed and partially disemboweled. This third brutal Chinatown murder has left baffled police without clues. The previous victims of the Toronto Ripper, Nathaniel Moore and Brian Lombardo, were also found in the Chinatown area in a similar state. Authorities speculate that the murder frequents the area or may live there, Police warn against walking the streets alone after dark, but they also assure residents and merchants in the area that auto and foot patrols have been greatly increased. They state that there is cause for concern, but not for alarm. Police urge anyone with pertinent information to please come forward. And we just barely arrive in Canada and people are already dying. Yeah. Let's pick up a couple copies of this and... Um, yeah, let's find out where the local Sasquatch watch is centered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll surely be helpful. Huh, you never know. They might actually have some information there. Offhand, uh, you don't find any information on the Sasquatch watch. No Toronto chapter for the Sasquatch watch. Okay. Hmm. It's too Not cold out there for, uh, for the Sasquatch. This, yeah. is not Yeti, this is Yeti territory. What about, yeah, what about the other yeah, rare Arctic Squatch? The albino Squatch. <laughs> organization called the Yeti Gazetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's listening to this and they do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> All right. Huh. Okay, well, so you... Yeah. Settle in. 
you settle in. Um, Shower after the terrible shuttle ride. Mm. Uh, the, the place, you know, the Sutton Palace seems to have everything. Is there a, a, a lounge that is a natural place for us to meet up? Yeah, there's a lounge upstairs with a nice, uh, nice view of the city. Um, okay. So it's the uh, 28th. We haven't, we have about 26 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. And we should probably all go to Chinatown. Yeah, we go get some uh, food and just uh, check this place out. We shouldn't really go to Chinatown. Oh, I was all That's for it. <laughs> all the male members of the group should walk separately in Chinatown tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots, so, lots of bear spray. <laughs> uh, reading the complete article, they don't describe the mutilation any more thoroughly than slashed and entrails removed. Uh, correct. Um, however, you also find uh, another article. Mm-hmm. Um, Hearts are cut out. Brains. Uh, nothing like that is said. Um, I would imagine that the newspapers wouldn't get too graphic. Yeah, they don't. They don't give you much. Um, I don't have anything at the moment. Okay. Um, you find references to the other things, the other murders. Of course, they didn't realize that there was a trend until the third one. Right. Something was going on. Um, uh, downtown Toronto is actually quite nice. There's parks. Uh, there's museum, there's uh, libraries, um, everything you'd expect from a large metropolitan area. Um, there's a lot of restaurants, a lot of fine dining, all different ethnicities, Chinese, um, as well as everything else you can think of. Right. So it's your choice. Did, did, uh, are we set up with rental vehicles again? Or are we going to be, because the mass transit actually is quite good there, or at least it is now. I don't know about 40 years ago. I'll tell you what, that's up to you. If you want to use the mass transit, you can do that if you want to. I'd rather have a rental car and not need it than not having to need it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so you, I'm not sure that trains are 24 hours or anything either. You just you, you rent a vehicle and you uh, just put it on the uh, uh, full wilderness tab. And we'll okay. have two again, right? Because the assistants are all with us. Uh, did you bring the assistants with you? Or are you going to leave them back working? Oh, that's something It's surprising we didn't discuss. Now that we've all bonded over atrocities, mutilation. Everybody except Jack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Jack. <laughs> I'd say yes. Do we right. want to give them busy work here or busy work in San Damiel if we're going to be playing as, you know, truly separate groups, I guess is the question. There is still stuff to go over. They're still working on tests. and Yeah. It's up to you. Did we find out whether it was because of our assistance that they finally found us in Jenny's damned cave? Uh, yeah, pretty much because they contacted the police and the police then realized that you'd never well, what We did agree already was that we were going to be uh, sharing our itineraries very closely with them. Yes. That we wouldn't have any of these big lapses. So maybe we should leave them in California and just 
acknowledge that before we venture out or do anything, we're update, updating them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also the expense of flying them also. Yeah. yeah. And per diem. So, okay. Uh, I want to see, I was wanting to go by the library. I was wanting to look up the obituaries on these other two guys. See if like uh, there's a trend. Hey, where are these people that happen to maybe work for the same company or are they, uh, hmm. you know, but all university students or were this random people that just happen to be in that neighborhood, which is what I suspect, but. Okay. I wouldn't mind doing a drive by at Rothmore's own in advance too, just to get a lay of the land before we go for our big tour, get a sense okay. of the neighborhood too and all that. Mm-hmm. parking nearby abandoned areas that will allow us to put ladders up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, um, looking looking out for hardware stores. Okay, well there's lots of hardware stores and uh, Awesome. And when you drive by Rothmersham, uh Rothmersham is just a fairly plain-looking brick building with the word Rothmersham on the side of it. Uh, it doesn't have a wall around it or anything. It looks just like a medical building. It doesn't have like a giant warehouse on campus? Or no. Looks like what and, you'd expect from like a, a medical research building. And they made a decent amount of money last year. Uh, I'd like to do a little research on the products that they've already brought to market. Okay. Um, well, I, I don't have any specifics. However, uh they have brought together antipsychotics, um, very successful ones, in fact. Um, uh, their biggest, uh, the biggest products are, uh, was it, uh, what's that one, that hard to pronounce word? Anti-anxiety medication. Anxiolytics. Anxiolytics, thank you. Um, Chill pills. Yeah, quite a few varieties, and they're, and they're, constantly working on them and expanding. Uh, they seem to be uh, highly successful uh, pharmaceuticals and uh, very popular with uh, the medical, medical um, f- um, community. Boy, it's a pity we don't have more leverage over their lab because I really want to see what they're doing with mother's milk that doesn't make it turn into brain-eating monsters or... Mm-hmm what their test subjects are receiving that doesn't make them a for our giants. Well, they're obviously not uh, going Light. for the ultra high temperature, short time pasteurization technique. <laughs> or maybe they are. Maybe they just cure anxiety by eating everybody's brains. It would calm you down. Maybe. No brain, no problem. What if you milk the brain creature? Huh. What if you so many so many experiments we could do if we could if we still had yeah substance but I, that's that is something to think about though I mean if they're trying to make antidepressants you know the anti-anxiety things what components of that milk would help them do that yeah if, what I remember from the paperwork we saw at the uh, lab before the unfortunate explosion fire. Kajil was specifically talking about it showing promise for 
uh, mental illness. But yeah. They, yeah, they must be breaking it down into some com some compounds that are very different than what we've interacted with. Or isolating certain ones. Yeah. Yeah. The whole on the whole, it seems to act very hormonal. We saw what it did with Jenny. Yeah. HGH on steroids. And I wouldn't call her relaxed exactly either. Mm. That's true. Well, also having having a best friend die probably wasn't good for her mental state to begin with. Who knows? She might have been she might have been more relaxed in that state than she was naturally. Mm. <laughs> we don't have a good baseline for the psychoanalysis. It's true. Uh, okay. How long's Finley been up here? About a couple weeks. Oh uh, no, it's been over a month at this point. Over a month. No, actually. Let's see. Think about that for a second. Uh, after after Don Biasheim, mm -hmm. uh, you didn't immediately go out to find Jenny, did you? No, not immediately. So it's been it's been maybe a month and a half, maybe almost two months. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Just wondering uh, if that's long enough for him to get listed in a phone book or something so, with his address. That's what I was wondering. Like a couple weeks probably wouldn't be. I wouldn't think you might be hiding. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt to look anyway. I mean, you know, quick flip through the page. But yeah, I agree. He's probably hiding, but give it a shot. Yeah, we yeah, can look, look for, for his her. wife's name too. Yeah. That's right. Probably his pseudonyms. All right. Um, yeah, Biozyme blew up. Oh, I don't have a date. Never mind. Well, we were captured on August 9th by Jenny. Right. We were watching the dates. So that was the new moon was August 9th, and that's when we went out there. We made the plaster cast, or the plaster cast was made on the 21st. So it probably was a few days before that that Biozyme flamed up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you also mentioned going to the library. Yep. Um, and what were you going to do there? You were going to. I wanted to uh, look, look up. Uh... Uh, Moore's and Lomb Lombardo's obituaries. I'm looking to see, hey, you know, did were they people that lived there? Did they just happen to be there? Did they usually okay. obituaries list their jobs? See if, looking for similarities. So do a 1D4 for me. Four. Okay. <laughs> so you do, you do four hours of research. Damn. And uh, by the end of your four hours, uh, this is pretty much what you've come up with. All right. Okay. Details concerning the Toronto Ripper disclosed to the newspaper. The first victim was Nathaniel Moore, age 46 of New York, a laborer for the city of Toronto's water department on the day of the murder. Moore had been working on a portion of a leaking sewer at the Royal Ontario museum. At 5 p.m., Moore called from the museum to his supervisor, indicated that the repairs were not totally complete, but that he was leaving for the day. 
That was the last Moore was heard from. The second victim was a Brian Lombardo, age 17, of the city of Toronto, a high school student. Lombardo's mother stated that Brian left home at about 6.30 p.m. to attend a swim meet at the University of Toronto. He never arrived. The third victim was Russell Simmons, Simons, age 25, a student at the University of Toronto. He was last seen five days before his body was discovered at 8.30 p.m. at the University Library. Uh, comment all ripper cases all of the victims were savagely slashed numerous times with a sharp object areas proximate to approximate to the body showed no signs of blood or struggle the police know that several potential witnesses exist and hope that they will come forward I wonder how the police know there were several several witnesses. I thought that was a curious note as well. And the f sewer can, has water, swimming water. They didn't specify the third, but it said found in the library. Being found doesn't mean where he might have been before that. So there might be a water commonality. Well, he was last seen at the university library. Didn't it say the body was found at the library? I believe, I don't believe so. No, I, th I thought it said found, but the, the one thing is the bodies, they weren't killed wherever they were. They were right, dumped. They were dropped, yeah. Right. So there could be a water, water could be a, the link. You, you, could, you could interpret it that way, uh, Jason. It says, he was last seen five days before his body was discovered at 8.30 p.m. at the university library. Oh, that's some, that would not pass muster with uh, some editors I know. Vegas. Yeah, he was last seen five days before his body was discovered at 8.30 p.m. at the university library. Yeah, uh, ooh, the commas. <laughs> Where so are the, the commas? You could, you oh, and so, th so the dates, he might have been killed first. I mean, he wasn't seen for five days. That seems extreme for a college student. That may be what it's saying, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think the sewer people is a MacGuffin or not yeah. a, a herring. Yeah. So uh, how close is the museum to the university? Uh, university is... Let's see, there's Queens Park. On one side, there's the university. Um, map. <laughs> well, the sewers, if the swimming pool, the, the college swim, if there's multiple pools, they have to have a big um, filtration system and drainage system. That might connect. Ah, so to answer your question, um, Queen's Park sets in the middle. Uh, the government building, the parliament building, is on the south end. Um, the museum is on the north end, and the university is on the e the west end. So pretty. So it's literally pretty. across the park. Right. It's, okay, so the close. Okay. All and right. how that park is pretty central. Uh, to downtown Toronto, how far is Chinatown and Dundas Street? Uh, Chinatown is 
maybe five, six blocks uh, south of Dundas. Really close, but if something were killing things in the park, then uh, dropping them five or six blocks down south, that would cool a trail. Mm -hmm. Well, do we want to go take a look around the park? Um, well, uh, so time-wise, we had a quick spin around Rothmersham. We dropped Heather at the library. <laughs> we looked yeah. at things there for half an hour. Heather was like, go away. Go away. I got, I got, I'm in my zone. Maybe we should go and look at the park while Heather's uh, studying. All right. Bring me back a, back a falafel. We're in Canada. We need Putin. <laughs> <laughs> That's more Quebec, but I still haven't had any Putin. Um, all right, so you go to the park. Uh, it's very nice park. Of course, you have to park a car. You have to park your car at the park to go into the park. Um, it's a fairly big park. Wander around. It's very nice. Uh, it's it's getting towards uh, early evening. Right, we're it's, getting peckish. Um, there are people walking around, uh, just enjoying the day. What would you like to do? So you've got museum, parliament building, and university. And housing in the other direction. Well, I'm still in the library, so I'm not with you guys. <laughs> uh, well, let's um, let's uh, look at the. Well, it's going to depend on where we find parking first. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's parking. From Park. <laughs> interesting thing in sequence from when we park. Uh, I let's look at the museum. Is the museum right. getting toward dusk? Probably not. Although it's yeah, all it's it's closed. However, they've got those big banners in the front of the museum. They've got an exhibit going on that's called uh, "Fakes, Frauds, Fiction, and Something" going on. Okay, and. Uh, there's, of course, a lot of students sitting on the steps and reading their books and chit-chatting and kissing and whatever else students do. Um, the parliament building is just a parliament building. Government building. Um, university, there might be night classes. I'm not sure. Probably. Um, go ahead. Has anybody posted anything around the university about the missing students? One was a high school student. Only one was a university student. Right. Right. Uh, it's possible. Uh, however, they've got those, those kiosks that have 100 things all posted on them. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, those kids have now been found. So missing people have been found. Maybe we should go get Heather and 
get some dinner. I'm not, I'm not having any brilliant uh, brain flashes. Okay. Yeah, same here. If we can drag Heather out of the library. I mean, I like a library, but Jesus, not Heather. All right, so we'll just say it's, it's about 7 p.m. when you guys all get together. And uh, what do you guys see? It's a nice park. Oh. Uh, the museum show looks iffy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I didn't find out much else. I should have went, but, you know, I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. Well, thoroughness is part of research. Um, what kind of food would you guys like to eat? Time for poutine. Okay. Right, first night in Canada. Let's get some gravy-covered fries. You guys find yourselves a nice little uh, pub, um, let's say over near the university. And uh, you go in there, and it's pretty lively. There's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you uh, have some poutine, and you have some nice uh, beverages, and... Uh, it's a noisy place, lots of noise going on. Um, and you do occasionally hear people, uh, chit-chatting a little bit about the Ripper. I mean, it's, it's scary, but most of them are laughing, you know, nervously laughing. Mm -hmm. What would you guys like to do? Anything in particular or... Are we just going to kill this time? <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna. So it's more of a university pub. You'd say more college students. And yeah, this, definitely this. lots of college kids. Well, I'm in my forties. It'd be hard to pull off. But you, know, you need to get some cigarettes, Heather. Oh, I always have it now. I'm addicted after that cave. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> What we could do is look for some students that are drinking a little more heavily. They might be a little freer to speak. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's plenty of those. <laughs> Can we hear any group that's kind of talking about that? Um, Jason, do a luck roll. 14. Okay. Um, yeah, there's more than one group that's, that's chatting about, uh, you know, I heard, I heard that uh, he got, uh, uh, eaten by a bear. I hear that, uh, that there are a bunch of devil worshipers that are, that are doing this. And I hear that, uh, you know, it's, it's just a guy pretending to be Jack the Ripper. There you go. You don't hear anything substantial. Yeah. Um, is there any uh, group here? Because uh, the one kid was a swimmer. I know he's in high school, but maybe he was competing. Are there any uh, any uh, like guys there that obviously have their head shaved or kind of shaved off? Because you know how swimmer competitive swimmers usually trying to right. most of their body hair. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you hear of a couple, you, you see a couple of swimmers. All right. I'm going to go over, uh, 
going to assume that you can still smoke inside in uh, 1990. So I go over and go, hey, uh, anyone got a light? On my, they, uh, they wouldn't let me bring my lighter on the, on the plane. I obviously got a Southern California accent. Sure. They, they, a couple of the guys like their, their cigarettes uh, there. Uh, oh, it's true what they say about Canadians. You guys are very polite up here and all. I really appreciate it. Guys, uh, guys uh, here going to the local university? Just doing some scouting for the family. Oh, yeah. So is, is it really safe here? I've been hearing some stuff about, you know, like a killer going around. And, you know, I, I don't want to be sending my, uh, my sister, you know, well, we yep. got to apologize for that. Yeah, there's uh, there's some crazy dude out there, obviously slashing people. But we don't usually have things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys didn't know any of the. I'm the, sure they'll uh, catch him. Well, I hope so. I'm sure they will too. You guys, the Mounties or whatever, will will handle it. You guys, no, 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 no. <laughs> the Mounties. That's out in the woods. Mm. We just got the police here. Ah, see, I'm learning. I'm learning. Thank you. Hey. You guys didn't. You guys didn't know any of the victims, did you? I think we kind of knew who they were, you know, because there's there's a number of swim teams, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Must yeah. that must have jumped them. Yeah, yeah. Well, since since I'm going out and about, you know, is there any place that you uh, that that they're saying to stay away from? I don't want to, you know, walk into trouble or anything. I don't know. Uh, I think I read in the newspaper that, uh, that a lot of them have been found near Chinatown. You know, oh. you yeah, that's bad. That's stay rough. Out of the, stay out of the, I, you know, but, you know, everything gets exaggerated. I, I mean, there's lots of people go to Chinatown. They got really good Chinese food out there. Exactly. That's why I was coming to talk to you. You can't trust the, trust the media. Sometimes they'll hype it up. They got to sell those papers. Well, just be careful out there. I will. I will. I appreciate it. Thanks for the light again. Sure. Yeah. Excuse myself. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know anything. <laughs> hmm. Well, so maybe, maybe we'll get some more insight into whatever is going on after our tour tomorrow, because that seems to be a common trend for us. Yeah. We go tour somewhere and we find something horrible goes to yep. shit. yeah we have a location in chinatown where the body was found yeah it was we all, just have a street yeah streets all i all i saw mm-hmm. um i mean if nothing's going on maybe we could just swing by there and see if there's a really big sewer grate around there or something i don't know well it might still be marked too i mean they didn't find the body that long ago they might still have crime scene stuff up so it could be obvious which, where it is Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you finish dinner and you hop in your car, your vehicles, your vehicle, and uh, you're going to head over to Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, Chinatown is surprisingly well lit. I mean, the main thoroughfare has got neon signs all over the place of dragons and Asian characters uh, and. Uh, uh, there's lots of people at restaurants and, and things like that. Um, do a spot hidden for me. We'll see who gets the best. Not me. 
Normal success, 24. 45 normal success. Okay. This time I do the running into things. Yeah, I got I got an 89 also, so I didn't see anything. So Margaret, well, Margaret or Desmond, we'll just do Margaret. Margaret hasn't done much yet. Margaret, as you're walking along with everybody um, uh, and you're in Chinatown, out, out of the corner of your eye, you notice that there is a rather new-looking restaurant with a big gigantic neon dragon wrapped around the building and uh, it looks like people of a higher class, you know, are getting out of fancy cars and going inside. And you realize that it's the black dragon. Hey, everybody, hold up. What's up? This restaurant. Hayden, Hayden was telling me about it. They were opening up one of these in San Damiel. The black... Oh, you're right. Yeah, we were looking forward to that opening. Right, but... I mean, given the connection between... The two locations. Yeah. Right, and uh, Mrs. Lindsay. Finley. Finley, sorry. Mrs. Finley being a, oh, an Asian woman of means... That's interesting. Right, and she was a chef. And do, you wanna, do you want to get a drink now and look at the place before we uh, retire? We don't have to meet until 2 tomorrow. Yeah, just the way things have been going, uh, I don't know if I want to eat there, though, now. Well, just saying. A full of french fries, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go and get a get a beer. I mean, the beers will be sealed. And get, make sure it comes in a bottle. That way, you know. No, it hasn't been tampered with. In a place that looks as swank as this, it should have a separate bar from dining, so they won't give us a hard time. Right. And, I, and think about, remember what Jenny was saying about where Dr. Finley met his wife? No. Does that ring a bell to anybody else? Cause he, oh, yeah. it was. He, uh... he, he went up into the mountains and mm-hmm. joined some uh-huh. kind of cult. Oh, that's right. And if this is supposed to be their food, you know, this culture from Himalayas, you know, it might not just be the wife, it might be the group of them that have been, that have come over here. Yeah, and also Finley needs a way to make a living that's off the radar. Presumably, he's not practicing pharmacology at the local university, given that he's missing, possibly dead, or criminal for what happened in Southern California. Right. All right. Let's go on in. I could use a Molson. All right. So you, you go into the bar entrance uh, to the restaurant. And uh, it's it's pretty fantastically designed. I mean, it's all very Asian looking. Um, there's a, a bar. There's a bartender. Now, the bartender looks a little odd. He's obviously Asian. Uh, he's bald. Uh, and he is rather short. Uh, so he's got some sort of stool because you keep seeing him stepping up onto the stool and stepping off again. 
back behind the bar in order to talk to people and serve them drinks and stuff like that. Um, do a spot hidden on him. God, they get worse and worse. No. Hmm. 34. Normal success. 98. Okay. Second 98 ever rolled today. Well, the noise, and the, the noise and the atmosphere and all of the decorations and the smell of Chinese food distracts you all. Dr. Ethan. I, I got a success. Oh, you did. Yeah, I got an extreme success. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, then Dr. Desmond. Dr. Desmond and Dr. Ethan and Dr. Leash. Uh, you can see the bartender talking to the customers and, and ordering things. And if you're not mistaken, are his teeth pointy? Like uh, fucking shark's teeth. Delisha, those look like they're filed down, or is, are those, is that metal? What the hell's going on? It looked, looked like they were filed down, like the. I'm going to order a beer and give him a substantially large tip. Okay. Ten bucks, just to see if he gets a nice smile or something to get a better look at it. Okay. Um, that's exactly what happens. Uh, he gets you a beer, and he gives you a, a, an uncomfortable, wicked little grin as he, as he does this. But definitely, he's got zigzaggy teeth. They're, they're filed down. I'm going to question him about it. I can't let that pass. Okay. Be like, hey, buddy. Not, yes, to, not to, I mean, that's really cool. Is that like a punk rock thing or? Oh, uh, you mean my teeth? Yeah, that's awesome. He says, uh, it's a tribal, tribal thing from where I come from. Where, where are you from? Um, that's fascinating. Uh, we're from uh, uh, northern China up in the Himalayas. He's got a heavy accent. I can't do a like right. Tibet, or is it actually China? No, it's it's the China side. Yeah, uh, uh, oh. I, I am a chocho. Is That's the, what I was gonna. Is that a? Um, we we are what you call refugees. Didn't that's where I've heard that name? Didn't you guys like get grant money to open up some restaurants? Oh yeah, they, they that that's later. But uh, yeah, we we had to uh, escape from the Himalayas. There were other other Chinese Chinese government was trying to kill us to wipe us all out. What like just genocide? Because yeah, you're, yeah. Were you an anti-communist or what? Yeah, yeah. We're not uh, communists. Are uh, uh, atheists? Right, of course. And you guys are Christian. Uh, we are, no, we are we I, are. We have our own religion. It's like, like, kind of like Buddhism. Oh, that's fascinating. It's like, um, yeah, they, they were hunting us down, killing us all, so we, uh, we managed to escape to the United States. And now we are not just going to take your money and your, your food, so we are entrepreneurs, as you say. That's a, like outstanding story, man. I mean... Good, good. Best of luck to, in your endeavors, Doctor Liege, Doctor Flora. Actually, all the rest of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do spot hidden. Is he wearing a name tag, by the way? Uh, no. Eighty-five. Oh, Second success in a row. Okay. 
Yeah. It's the best rolls I've had forever, and I'm just seeing things. Uh, <laughs> Desmond, you got an O2. What did you get, Dr. Leash? I got a, I succeeded by one. Okay. Which, yeah. Um, well, Dr. Uh, Desmond, as you're standing there, did anybody else get an extreme success? No, I got a definitely a failure. <laughs> Desmond, uh, Dr. Flores. Uh, as you're standing there and you're sort of listening to this conversation and you're sort of looking around, uh, you notice there's a place on the wall, not behind the bar, but a place where, where customers would have access to. And it's, it's, it's like a window. It's a round window. And there are uh, strange Asian-looking sea creatures going around the window. And there is this aqua blue light shining out of it. And you've noticed a couple of people walk up and, uh, and laugh and, and sort of, you know, as they're looking through this window and, you know, they, they laugh like boys will laugh and they, they eventually walk away. And we're talking a a large portal window, larger, but it's not facing you. It's facing kind of sideways from where you're standing. You just notice people keep glancing in there. Yeah, I think I'd like to see the mermaids. So I'm going to walk over there and have a... And that's exactly what you see. (laughs) You see a girl dressed in a mermaid costume. Uh, Obviously, she can go up to the top and sit on a shelf, but occasionally she'll dive down and swim around underwater. And it's, it's the illusion of a mermaid. Uh, and she's smiling prettily. Oh yeah, and her eyes are open underwater. Does she look? Is she pretty? Yeah, but I mean, it's okay. Average pretty. She has long red hair. Long red hair, like Ariel. Can I see her knees flex in her tail costume? Yeah. Can I see the seam between her actual skin and the tail costume? Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously a costume. You can see the zipper. Is she wearing clamshells? Shall I be provocative and say no? She's topless. Yeah, she's wearing wearing clamshells. It's a family restaurant. Um, Painted on clamshells, too. You could thread the needle. But since you're asking so intently, do a spot hidden for me, another one. It would be like five in a row. 72, yeah. No? No. And it's not, you know, that would be a lot of luck to push to. Dr. Liege, you have been, uh, uh, you noticed Desmond go over and look. So what do you do? I'll saunter over there. Okay. What'd you find? Oh, that's entertaining. Mermaid act. (laughs) Um, Sometimes they have oxygen tanks like stashed in the rock so they can swim over and take a puff and swim back out. Is she is she out bubbling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Doctor Leash to a, a spot to a spot Oh, it's a double out six right there. That's nice. Yeah. Um, you notice everything that Desmond's noticed that that you know she's wearing a costume, obviously with a zipper on it. And, um, she has a tattoo 
and it's a circle with like a rose in the middle of it. And you can't quite remember, but you think you've seen, you've seen that tattoo before somewhere. Hmm. It does mean you see that. Have you seen the tattoo that she's got? No, the water's colored. Where it is? Where is it on her? Um, it's it's right above her butt. Uh, it's a tramp stamp. We'll be yeah. calling this tramp stamp soon, I think. Uh, circle the rose. Did we see that on the biker bar in San Daniel? I I can't place it. I I know I've seen it before, but. Um, I think that that would, that would be a memory trigger. You think you saw it on one of the, on one of the chicks that was on the motorcycle. Right. Our, our gang friends, the, and as you recall, she was a long red, she had long red hair as well. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, um, well, I haven't got. I'll wave and then head over to. Uh... I'm sorry. You you'll head over. Yeah. To... I'll I'll head over to uh, to where Heather's sitting and make sure that she's conveniently facing away from anyone that might recognize her. What's up? Oh, and when he explains it, I'm like oh. Yeah, uh, was it Ethan and I who were in the back of the truck? Pretty much everyone. We were we were all in the back except for Heather and um, what's his name? Yeah, Jadex assistant. Yeah, guy. Right. So um, let's. uh, I I have. I'd like to get a beer and uh, from Mister Scary Chocho. Everybody have a look at the mermaid lady. I don't know if we've seen her before, but there's a possibility. Oh, you do notice that there are other members of the Chocho tribe working here. All, in fact, the whole staff. And they're all small? They're all short. They're all ball-headed. And they're do all, they all have the, the teeth filing? From what you can see, you're not sure if the women do or not. Okay, and the, the mermaid girl who's swimming, does she appear to be one of them as well? No. Might her red hair be real? What's that? Is there a chance that her red hair is natural? Yes. Yeah. It looks like her real hair. She looks like she was, she's just an employee. And she's a, I mean, she's a white girl. She's not a, she looks like a, she looks, once you, once you think about it, she looks like a biker chick. Right. She's just not in biker uniform right now. And the flower in the circle, is it, is it a rose? Yes, it's a rose in a circle. There might be some writing on it, but you can't tell. It's distorted looking through the window. Hmm. If we end up speaking to law enforcement, I'd like to see if that's a recognized sign of any kind. If we end up speaking to law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unlikely as that is. <laughs> Knock on wood. We're going to um, 
Was the restroom near the front of the establishment or was it in the back? Yes. Yes, it's near the front. In the front. I'm going to excuse myself and uh, instead of going to the restroom, I'm going to go out and see if I can spot a uh, where the employee parking lot is. Okay. It's it's in the back. Is there a lot of bikes there? No. No. Any bikes? No bikes. Okay. Come back in. Dr. Mills, any bikes? No, no. So her, uh, well, I'm assuming her compadres aren't hanging out here with her. Yeah, she might get picked up after hours or uh, maybe she's driving something warmer here in Toronto, although at the moment, it's necessary. Uh, And... um, I'm, you know, casting my eyes around behind the bar. Is there anything like an employee roster? No, nothing that you can see. Is there a liquor license? Yes. And in whose name is it? Um, give me a moment. Talk amongst yourselves. See, I should have been a detective. Yeah. yeah. But the beer's good. How's the food smell? Uh, it smells delicious. Uh, liquor license is under the name uh, Madeline Finley. Madeline Finley. Bing bong. Well, hey, dirt. Does she have to post a, an address or other contact information? No. Just a license number. Right. We'll have to find out tomorrow whether that gives us any information legally here. I'd love to meet him again. He was a real charmer. Yeah. Hey, he liked you. Oh, I would really, it'd, it'd be great to see you twist his arm a little bit more, perhaps all the way off. <laughs> Given how I feel about being trapped in a cave shitting in a bucket for a few weeks by the monster that he created. Hmm. Might find a little extra flex for that. I suppose that's fair. Uh, You know, I wonder if there's any like National Geographic magazines or any type of like Asian culture books or something that would have stuff about the Chocho. That's what I was thinking. We need, definitely need to research them and see what they their belief system is. Yeah, it might be a library morning. National Geographic's good idea. Also, any lefty publication is likely to talk about the oppression of these people being forced to flee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be lefty or it might be right, depending on whether it's the oppressive communists or the uh, Red Menace, but either way. Yeah. There are both male and female staff, though, of the Chocho. Yes. And the ladies are not bald. Uh, Incorrect. They have black hair. Yes. Straight. Straight black hair. Um, Do any of them have visible um, bodily decoration? Do they wear earrings, nose rings, tattoos? Nothing that you can see. 
just a very friendly smile. Mm -hmm. But I should say that all, all Asians have slightly different features, obviously, from one another. And these, there is something unpleasant, you would almost say, about their proportions in their faces. Their eyes are a little bigger. Their noses are a little too small. Their heads are very round. Um, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't mistake them for Japanese or Chinese under normal circumstances. And they're, and they're much darker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I always forget what the former classifications for little people are. Dwarves had what we call normal proportioned limbs, and midgets were shorter limbs, or they were they around. I think How it's the other way around. Do the uh, does the Chocho staff seem? a little diminutive or kind of blanky? They seem fairly in proportion, uh, though a little, maybe a little more squat, you know. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, the bartender definitely has muscles. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't look like, you know, they sit around all day. They, they probably work hard for a living. Uh, how, how small are they? I'd say the average is probably, you know, four to five feet. They're quite a bit shorter than, than you guys are. Which, for a lot of uh, indigenous tribes, you might just say it's nutrition. Yeah. Although their food seems to smells delicious. You guys haven't eaten anything yet. No. Uh, you're, uh, you're muted. I just might. Yeah, mountain people can be shorter and wider in general, too. It just is more efficient. Um, is yeah. the, I'm going to have a glance at the menu. Is there seafood on it? Oh, uh, yeah. There's all, all kinds of food on it. That's funny for the Himalayas. It's probably been a little Americanized or Canadianized for Western. Yeah, possibly. Well, and there are river fish, too. I mean, if, if they're eating squid, it's oceanic, but... Mm -hmm. Does anything say mother's milk? I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from drink. you, that's not the funniest thing, Dr. Carlisle. Yeah. Special drink. Mm -hmm. Yes, the Good. pink lossy, they call it. <laughs> mother's mango milk. Uh, and yeah, everything is advertised, though, mostly as cho-cho cuisine. Mm -hmm. And perhaps that's why it suddenly is popular. Everybody, all the rich people are very interested to know what the difference between this and regular old Chinese food or so the place is the place is packed. All right. Well, yeah. We'll have I'll, to come I'll, back. I think I'll order like uh something off the appetizer menu. Small okay. Portion. Yeah, some strange exotic sorting sort of uh, rolls yeah. come to you, and they're they're delicious. Now, looking around, is there like the the decorations and things in the restaurant? Are there anything like like ornamental weapons? No. 
The predominant colors are green, black, and gold. Okay. There's a, um, you said there was a neon dragon outside. Is there more dragon themed stuff in here? Yeah. Did the dragons have chocho faces? Uh, no, they have longer well, snouted dragons. I don't know if they're traditional Chinese dragons or, or not. Um, there's lanterns, there's statues. Uh, Flags, shrines. Actually, actually, I take that back, Margaret. Um, since you said it, I didn't, I didn't realize this. I didn't find this little piece of info. But there are throwing spears that are arranged, you know, in fans on the walls. Uh, do a spot hidden. That's a 17, which is going to be a hard success. Well, you notice that the, the, the spots where the, the metal spear, which is elongated sort of spear head attaches, there are little, there's metal work, fancy metal work. And they look like octopuses hmm. that are mm -hmm. sort of wrapped around the shaft and then the, the blade comes out of it. Himalayas don't, they don't border an ocean. Look at this. How peculiar, culture-wise. Yeah. Why are there ceremonial stuff involved? Cephalopods. Yeah, that's that's um, you know, that's some sort of ancient race memory kind of action right there. With the Chocho or American yeah. people. Um, how stylized is the octopus? Uh, pretty stylized. It doesn't look like it was done by a master craftsman. It looks like it was done by a more primitive people. Could it be a spider we're misunderstanding? Possibly. Hmm. It has eyes. The figure of the octopus. Yes. Does it have does it have little uh suckers? Suckers, yeah. Yeah, that you don't see. You're seeing what look like tentacles, maybe, but yeah. it could well, be that could just be from my experience skewing my perception of things yeah it's either it's either an octopus or a spider or something like that yeah. neither of which is terribly comforting yeah yeah now how tall was this building was it just one floor it's just one oh no it's two stories high two stories uh, now does it look like the uh some restaurants are two stories and like they'll have eating uh, on the second story. Is this there is eating on the second story. There's like maybe a larger room up there, but you can also see that the, uh, that the, the probably the main body of the building that's two stories is where the kitchen and the, uh, the tank for the, the girl would be, she's got to have some way to get out, which would have to be up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, and there may be rooms or you know offices or whatever up there, right? So I asked the barkeep. I'm like, going, um, so do you guys have like a party room here? Oh uh, yeah, we have a party room in the back. Oh, in the back? No. Okay. Yeah, it's being used right now though. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. How how much does that that run? And because uh, I I'd like you know, it we're kind of looking, but I don't want to even bother checking it out. If it's going to be too high. It's uh, it's I don't know. It would be good. Seven dollars yeah. an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty, 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, maybe we'll come back and, uh, and but, check but it you, out. You, you need to book it like uh, a week in advance. Oh, well, that's understandable. Especially if you got a big group coming. Oh, okay. Mind if I look around? I just want to, you got a fascinating restaurant. Well, yeah, don't bother the, the people. Oh, of course not. No. I'm going to uh, wander out of the bar and uh, go up the steps. Oh, you're going to go up to the second floor? Yep. It's what you'd expect. There's restrooms up there and there's uh, there's doors that you're not supposed to go through. But there's, right. you know, more more dining area. Okay. Nothing to grab your eye. Less people up there than down below. All right. Okay. Filling up. I feel like there are two kinds of non-public doors in restaurants and bars. Some of them are kitchen and service doors, and some of them say employees only and don't have windows in them. Right. The kitchen service doors pretty much always have windows in them to prevent people from bashing each other. Uh, oh. Yes? I was just going to say there would be a liquor storage, there would be a dry storage, there would be freezers, there would be, sure. you know. Or you think that would be back in the kitchen area, though? It's also possible that they've got a basement. You don't know. Right. Yeah. This is probably downstairs. Yeah. Uh, do any of the employees-only doors look like, do they, ob do they suggest, obviously, that there's office space? Different kind of door, different kind of wood, different kind of plaque. Nothing's done. Not really. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm ready to face Madeline Findlay anyway, but yeah, I'd like to know yeah. if she's here. If they're here. Mm -hmm. If they have crystals. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, is there anything else, or do you do you eat some food and then? Yeah, my my appetizer on top of the gravy with fries is good. I'm going to take a to-go menu. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a couple of those and see if we can translate anything. All right. So let's assume you're leaving. Um, you I'm left your... Sure the mermaid's still there when we leave. Uh, yeah, she's still there swimming around. I just want to ask the bartender one last question before I leave. Okay. Um, do you... Uh, is there a Chocho language or do you speak a dialect? Is that a Chinese dialect? Or... We have our own language, yeah. And it's completely separate from Chinese or Correct. Mandarin. Yeah. I mean okay. most of us most of us know Chinese too. And right. we're learning English, some of us. English is great. All right, it's thanks. Hard, hard language. Very hard. I throw another ten dollars down and all right. you know. Well, I'll I'll ask him, so do is swimming not very popular? in your culture because i see you have some outside <laughs> help it looks uh, like for uh, your uh you like our uh our mermaid yeah I've, I've seen some stuff like that before i always find it kind of kind of fun yeah she's just for show we, we don't have real mermaids where we're from <laughs> no well, that's a shame um anything else all right so you guys had to park. You parked a little ways down the street. Um, uh, there are a few people walking about. Um, you guys are, are heading towards your car. Everyone do a spot hidden. Okay. 
06. 87. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I'm rolling like I was rolling earlier. Yeah, it's going to work as well. Spot around. hidden. Yep. Normal success for me. Okay. Well, it sounds like Dr. Margaret yeah. got a really good one. Uh, Dr. Margaret. Uh, as, as you guys are walking, there is a moment when you are passing an alley that's leading away to the side. And you hear a noise. Um, and as you look, as you turn and look down the alley, you can see uh, maybe 50 feet from you, there is a cab uh, that's parked and the door opens, you see the movement, you can't see any details, it's somebody very dark and somebody cloaked. Um, uh, there's some rather sharp movements from this person and then you see them uh, slam the door and start to move away in the other direction down the alley and the car horn starts blasting. And just constantly going. And they're just walking away? Yeah. So it sounds like they didn't pay for their cab. Where did they go? Well, the guy, it's not, uh, 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 it's just a solid yeah. honk. And yeah. it's not stopping. They oh, killed, killed the cabbie. He's, I'm gonna run over there. I'm not gonna let my uh, my girl Hank be by herself, so I'm gonna join her. Come on, boys. What's what's going on over there? There's look. There's this hooded figure got out of the cab, and it sounds like the guy's just laying on the horn. And did you see right. the cab was moving? No, it's just said. No, it stopped. So yeah. Did I'm we see the figure? It. You saw a figure, but it was. Oh, I did. Can one of us or two of us follow the figure and the other group go to the cab? Um, sure. I pass I'll follow the figure. So I'm right. running to the cab. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll go with Ethan. It's an alley, though. So presumably the figure is not running. Or it's running, it's well, running the opposite direction from us, is what you're saying. Not correct. Across the alley, but down the alley. Down the alley, right. Right. And is the alley on at the back of the restaurant? No, it's it's a couple of blocks. I mean, it's just it's not right next to it, but it's, it's within a block or two. Um, okay. Uh, who's who's going after the guy? Uh, Doctor Ethan uh, and Doctor Liege. Um, how are you pursuing? Are you walking? Are you running? Uh, jog toward you know. Okay. Um, you start jogging towards the figure, which you can still see moving. Uh, but there's a moment when the figure stops for just a second and then it begins to run and goes around a corner. And by the time you get to the corner, it's gone. You don't know whether it, it, it turned another corner or it went up a fire escape. It, it, you hear absolutely nothing at that point. It could have gone any direction. Crap. Um, now, you had to run past the cab in order mm -hmm. to, to do that. Dr. Margaret, you run up to the cab 
with uh, Desmond and Heather. And uh, you can see uh, through the closed door that the cabbie uh, is hunched over and his head is against the wheel. Uh, sir, sir, is, is it unlocked? Uh, yes. I'm going to open the door. Uh, you open the door. And what you realize is that the cabbie has been disemboweled. Uh, His bodily organs are laying on the floor in front of him. There's blood everywhere. Sanity check. Sanity don't, check. don't touch it. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> I did not. Uh, if you pass, still do a 1d4. Yeah. Not Heather? No, Heather, I didn't. You do a 1d6. Uh, <laughs> I only lost one point. All right. Four. All right. You got lucky. I know. Uh, and Desmond, were you there also with them? Oh, you're you're muted. I did run up. I did see her open the door. I passed my sanity check and I rolled a one. Okay. That's okay. I get that much back during this. That's kind of inured to uh yeah. <laughs> a human body. Yeah. Uh yes, you can you can tell immediately that this must be the Toronto Ripper, another victim. All right. Well, I'm turning, uh, since I've held my gorge in and running back down the alley for a payphone. I'm going to s- be in shock. I don't think I'm going to scream, though. <laughs> Realize that, that the horn is blasting. And now you can hear people's, I mean, you can see people's lights turning on. Uh, and you know people are going to start coming any second. Right, well, I'm looking for him. I was like, we need a phone. Okay, well, Desmond ran down to the, the payphone. Mm-hmm. And it probably has whatever the 1991 Toronto emergency services number built in. Yeah. Well, this is Toronto in the restaurant section. I'm sure there's people everywhere. There's not like a beat cop or anything walking around? or. Well, very quickly. Yeah. Um, other people start to gather um, within just a couple of minutes. Uh, police show up, and uh, they, of course, come up to you all. And uh, by this time, uh, Dr. Carlisle, well, Dr. Carlisle and Dr. Leash, what are you going to do? I want, before I left the alley, I wanted to take a really good look, see if there's any footprints, see if there's all right, anything out. Do a spot hidden for me. I mean, I have tracking too, so I don't know if that would help. Uh, 23. That is a hard success on the spot hidden. Uh, You don't find anything. I just shot in the dark, you know. Uh, But you now see back behind you down the alley, you see that, uh, that all this commotion is now going on. Hear, After that, I'll head back to them. But you hear Margaret go, "Oh, that <laughs> was Betsy." <laughs> Although, yeah, I gasped a little bit. Heather seemed a little more shocked than I was, but maybe she. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go sit down on the uh, and lean up against the wall. Yeah, that one. That one definitely was rough. <sighs> okay, um, the police arrive. 
Let me give you just a couple of minutes. Do you want to do anything before the police arrive as far as snooping? We should uh, search look the... In, the ch- in the cab. Check, check the back seat. That's, if he's a passenger, that's where he'd be. Wait, wait, wait. Fingerprints. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Dr. Margaret, do a uh, spot hidden. And her fingerprints would be there. She discovered the bodies. Yeah, a 45 is a pass. As long as they're not around the cab driver's throat, we're okay. Or in the back seat. Just all up in his guts. I'm sorry, officer. I don't know where I got this knife from. It was weird. Uh, you, what you can see is uh, his cabbie license. Because uh, okay. it, it's strapped to the, the thing. Uh, you can see his name is Ken Stewart. Sorry, Ken. Um, so the police are going to question you. Uh, obviously, you tell them everything that you saw, or do you? Yeah, I don't yeah. have a reason not to. Yep. Um, as good a visual description of the, of the perp as I It was in a cloak, yeah. and it was dark, and they were moving away from me. All right. Um, they ask you for all of your information, your names, uh, your, your, uh, where you live, obviously, where you are staying in Toronto. And they ask you to please not leave Toronto for at least 48 hours. And if you need to, contact the police beforehand because you guys are witnesses Right. They might need more testimony from you. Yes, right. yes, of of course. However we can we can help. Oh, it's just so awful. And they say sorry and please. Right, sorry. And uh we're trying to the the police department is working very hard to see what this is all about. <laughs> sorry, Sean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Um, but anyways, after that, you know, it, they, they, re- they detain you for about an hour, um, to go over everything and there and are photos are, taken and everything, you know, of the, of the crimes. talking to us in the alley or on the street outside the alley. They didn't take us downtown. Uh, no, they haven't taken you downtown and are they close uh, enough to see any of the like evidentiary work they're doing. Um, yeah, they come in. I'm wondering if the flash photography or something is going to give us, you know, was something smeared in blood on the windscreen? Was there something left on the passenger side door? Is there anything? Because we're not going to get, you know, we don't have access to these police, but we are on the crime at the crime scene while they light it up. Right. Uh, you don't, you see what they're doing normally. Uh, nothing stands out as unusual. They're not finding anything, but you do you do think they're doing a fairly thorough job. Obviously, at this point, they're really trying to catch this this ripper. Right, and this yeah. should be helpful because it's the first one where the incident ha- occurred on site. Right, literally minutes after it took place. 
Tom, how tall was the figure I was chasing? Um, we, we were chasing, I should say. I'd say he looked about average for uh, for a guy. Uh, he wasn't five foot tall. No, maybe six okay. foot tall. It was hard to tell because he, he had a cloak on. He wasn't Chocho small is what I'm getting. No, at. he wasn't a little Chocho guy. Uh, Unless sometimes... Uh, it was, maybe it was two of them. It was two Chocho. <laughs> I have to say that. It was Chocho stack. Yeah. Um, when you say cloak, I don't know exactly. Do you mean a cape with a hood? A cape with a cowl? It's hard to tell. It was very dark. So maybe it was just a um, trench coat. A blanket coat. over him? A trench coat? Yeah. Trench okay. Coat, uh, we didn't get a real silhouette at any point. Not really. We got a blurring shape and the sound of feet. And the sound of feet were Normal. clop, clop, clop. Yeah. Sound like he was wearing uh, hard bottom shoes. It was a terrible way to, way to run. Somebody should warn him. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, now I was ready for bed, and now I want a nightcap at the hotel. Mm. Were there, there, before we leave, were there any missing organs? You don't know. Too messy to tell is the upshot, right? It's just a big spillage. Probably not anything that the police would share with you at this point. Unless no, before they arrive, you want to start digging through their guts. Like, no, 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 we're innocent. No, don't worry about we this. We saw the corpse with the door open, which means the overhead light is on. Was the rib cage open? Yes. Okay. So that it this is. Guy was, this guy was was torn open, cut open. And they and they are sharp cut. injuries. Yeah, his his so, throat was also cut. It's not. It doesn't look like claws. It looks like blades. Yeah, maybe. Or very sharp claws, but not. You know, wrenching, but slicing, cutting. Right. Yeah. So we know more than we knew. The papers know. We know that he's really. They're not just being. They're not just being sliced open like a pig. Initially, they're being rent asunder. Yeah, the Ripper is a good name. Canadian whiskey is supposed to be pretty good, right? It is. It's it's hit or miss. Comes with a I guess blends are right. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sean's told me that there's a really good Canadian whiskey, but they don't export it. So I'm like, well, then screw it. Uh, that good. Caribou <laughs> Caribou Crossing's a good one. Yeah. That's probably the best Canadian I've had. Yeah. Oh. Well, before we leave Chinatown, we did come here to go by Dundas Street. We still haven't done that. We got distracted. Yeah. Well, what we were looking for on Dundas Street came to us. Yeah. A live crime scene. I'll see Dundas by daylight. Let's get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you head back to the hotel. And uh, what do you want to do? You should get a drink. Yeah, hotel. Suppress the urge to panic. Um, That's number one on the list. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to... I think we... Again, we know we have to reserve the endurance chant for extreme circumstances, but I think we need to work on some sort of group calming mantra because we're going to see more... You know, we just got here. We just got here and we already let something get away. 
I, I, have a, I have a question for you, a technical question. The endurance chant. Uh, Dr. Flores, you had the original copy, yes? Yes. Did you have the original copy with you at Jenny's? Jenny retrieved all of our possessions. We, we made the, uh, the copies, though. Right. What I'm asking is if Desmond made a copy and brought the copy, or if he just kept the original in his pocket, in we, which it's gone. We had, I, I, I bet, it's, we actually specified that we put something in safekeeping in the hotel. Okay. Because we were concerned about that, and we wanted to carry copies only. Yeah. Now the question is, is, is that back at, uh, in San Damiel? Oh, we didn't leave without that. Okay. We should probably specify that we make more copies, but you know, I'll accept that. I'll accept that then. And and I was under the impression that Desmond also brought the book with him too. To yeah. study? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the and the second copy of the new what I think is a new spell. Yeah, my commitment to learning more to salvage my ass is currently greater than my fear of learning more. <laughs> Especially since the Dark Mother is the source of the endurance spell, and I know that she's secretly. She, she's a good person. <laughs> she, well, she's in, intrinsic to the universe as we know it, <laughs> and worthy of respect and worship. Also, fear. Margaret. I want to pick up in the, you know, on the as it goes along, uh, Latin for dummies, so I could start teaching <laughs> myself. So. <laughs> that's one that probably doesn't exist because Latin's a tricky language yeah. but I'm, also, sure I'm sure it's also a very bad way to use magic <laughs> oh definitely please turn me into the toilet of the eternal oh, I didn't decline that correctly uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Leviosa <laughs> yeah <laughs> Why is all this magic not written in English? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Almost like all the right. people who wrote it don't speak English. So you go back to your hotel, you have yourself some drinks, mm -hmm. and ultimately you probably retire for the evening. Yes. Uh, next morning, when you wake up, uh, if you flip on the TV, of course, everyone's talking about last night's uh, horrendous thing okay are we mentioned in the news report uh not by name but there's a photograph that's got you guys in it ah. hmm. they know oh uh, got my picture wouldn't we have wouldn't we have asked to remain anonymous oh, I guess they didn't say your names <laughs> you don't know who was taking pictures or yeah yeah and the cops didn't give any no decent cop gave us give them any names, but they're a paparazzi. And um, you guys are away. You guys are up uh, early, and uh, there's a knock on your door at uh, seven a.m. Now we're sharing a suite. Um, I would think we'd have at least two doors between, yeah. maybe the two ladies, the three guys. I don't know. Yeah, something. Like that. Yeah, two two different rooms. Right, but definitely uh, not alone. 
but at the same time, you guys, your doors are both knocked on. Uh, looking through the, the peephole. Uh, there's some police there. Opening the door. I'd rather see police than many other things. Yep. All right. True. Uh, um, Good morning, officers. Altogether, there are two detectives and four uniformed officers. And uh, uh, the, the lead detective is Detective Marcel. Uh, and he says, I'm, I'm sorry to have awakened you so early, uh, but uh, uh, if you don't mind, I need you to come down to the station and answer a few questions for us this morning. Of course, we're not, we're not in any trouble, right? Just come down to the station and we will talk. We have coffee? Uh, we have coffee at the station. All right. That sounds good. Okay. All right. The demeanor of these six parties? I mean, it's a large party for a conversation. Hard to read. Um, they're, they're pretty good at controlling their emotions, but they stay there. They're waiting for you. Well, if, if one of us chooses to stay here, will we be brought in handcuffs? Um, if you resist, yeah, probably. No, I don't mean physically. Like, no, I'm not gonna go. Uh, I need you. To, we need you to come. We need to question you. I'm sorry, you are uh, witnesses to a, uh, a murder last night. Now here's what we didn't research before we left California. Parts of Cali parts of Canada are still like New Orleans under Napoleonic law, I think, but parts aren't. In the US, you have you can say, Am I being arrested? Right. That's what I was getting at. And if not, then I don't have to go with you. Am I being detained? And if so, under whose authority? And so on. But I don't know the questions to ask in Toronto. Uh, and we don't really want to get on the bad side of the authorities. So I guess all I'm going to say out loud is uh, we're happy to assist in your inquiries. We have a very important meeting at 2 o'clock, and I'd like your assurance that we'll be able to make that meeting. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't take anywhere near that much time. Then I have no objection. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to break because the uh, torture and interrogation. <laughs> yes, of course. It's right, like, right, right. They're, they're, they're going to pick. They're going to bring us to their special cave prison, and it's like, no. <laughs> we are going to. We are going to feed you subpar croissants. Yeah. <laughs> See just how bad your palate can be. <laughs> All right. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melichok, and David Gassaway with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We currently are produ we're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved in the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we would do. What we do. 
If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.